and welcome to Irresponsibly Powerless, a comic book discussion show where we'll be talking about the books that came out this week, along with anything else that comes up along the way. We're going to be your hosts. My name is Eric. And my name's Nick, and uh, we're actually podcasting on, on Valentine's Day, so yes. I think that makes you my Valentine, Eric. Oh, I heart you. You're the girl. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all right. As long as I still get to be the, the pitcher. <laughs> no, the girl doesn't pitch. Why can't the girl pitch? Girls can't. What kind of medieval times do you live in, sir? These don't live in Pennsylvania, my man. You can. You got props. We've got props we could use. Props? No, no. Me and all my women folks. I'm, I'm, I'm a meat and potatoes guy, dude. All the women who are independent. All the throw your hands up at me. <laughs> <laughs> We're done with this conversation. Uh, no more words. <laughs> Only actions. Let our bodies speak. <laughs> anyway, uh, since since we're both uh, comic book podcasters, we obviously both uh, don't have girlfriends. No. Yeah. Eric yeah. actually has a has a fine lady. A fine, I, sexy lady. I do not. So, girls send naked pictures to irresponsibly powerless. At Nick. Um, <laughs> oh, right. this is a comic book podcast, sir. This is just a comic podcast at this point. It's just yeah. chicanery. And... Anyway, anyway. All right, we're, we got we got a lot to cover, sir. And, it's and a precious huge... little time to do it. Let's so, just get into it. Let's just let's, let's quit lollygagging. <laughs> Haberdashery. Chicanery. Chicanery. All right, let's get into it. We got our hit or miss of yes. for the week. What was our hit or miss, Eric? It was Fantastic Four number 554, which is the introduction of Mark Millar and Brian Hitch to the Fantastic Four. Yes, and um, I actually dropped the Fantastic I read the Fantastic Four for a real long time, um, and then I dropped it after kind of after civil war just it, it, it kept saying it was initiative based but it was just bullshit and there was all kinds of crazy nonsense. black panther storm yes. when as soon as they brought black panther and storm and it just went all off the rails crazy so i dropped it but everyone was digging you know everyone was into you know malar picking this up so um what did you think sir well all right so I need to preface this a little bit because I am not a Fantastic Four person, unlike you. I never really read Fantastic Four. I picked up the Civil War stuff, and that's like the the only Fantastic Four comics I've ever picked up. <laughs> and like you know who the Fantastic Four are because they're the what classic Marvel superhero family. I mean, who doesn't know them if if they're any kind yeah, of I comic mean, fan? They're or older than uh, than the X Men. I mean, they've been around forever and a day. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, I guess I, I never really read any kind of classic sort of Fantastic Four stories. Like, you just knew what they were generically. And that was, that was kind of all I needed to get by before. And so I guess I don't know what I'm supposed to be getting into with this. I I want to say that I, I did enjoy it. Although I, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as maybe other people did. Because I felt like it was supposed to be a, a blend of the old and the new, like... From reading, Mark Millar actually had an interview 
in the back of the Marvel comics that they've been they've been printing for a while now. And he's kind of talking about how he likes the classic Fantastic Four, but then he wants to like continue on with it and push it forward in sort of way. And like I don't know. Some of this stuff just seemed a little bit canned to me, I guess. Like the Johnny Storm stuff was just kind of goofy and I don't know, he was he didn't seem like a real character. Like he's still doing that kind of thing. Where he's just like, no, that was like two yes. whole weeks ago. It's like, how old are you, dude? You know, he he, he is a total and complete a hole. He has never grown. Yeah, no, I guess I, you know, I guess there are people like that, but I just, I don't know. I feel like in superhero stories, it would be nice to to see some kind of advancement in some sort of way. And he just has absolutely none, as far as I can tell. I was like, this this is still ig- exactly what I would expect, and nothing more. And and then like the whole Sue Storm thing. I mean, th- these are the issues I had with it. I mean, we could talk about the things I liked about it later. But okay, well, no, 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 no. I like to hear the bad. And then the other thing was like, you've got Sue Richards, who's supposed to be like this—I don't know—stereotypical in independent sort of powerful woman figure. Uh-huh. Like nowadays, obviously, it wasn't like that the whole time. But like nowadays, that's kind of right, who she's right, supposed right. to be. And then I felt like it was just like. She was superheroing with like her little coffee table group, like sitting around having scones and talking about how they should solve. <laughs> you know, it just felt like it was. It, she didn't fear feel like she was nearly as as like developed or modern or the. She was like too stay at home mommy. Yeah, exactly. And then um, I I kind of have a problem. Uh, this is this is just a personal pet peeve. I'm I'm gonna get into the actual issues of the comic, um, in a little bit. But uh, okay. There are several times when women, I think, are supposed to look attractive in this comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all look deranged. Like, okay. <laughs> like, if you flip to the page, okay, <clears throat> there's a page where the Thing and uh, Fantastic and Reed Richards are going to Thing's old school. Uh-huh. They're going to, like, do, impress the kids and shit. And there's two, there's two female teachers getting kind of, like, dolled up. And then you flip to the next page... And they, they finally see Reed Richards and the thing and and the one girl who's who's specifically getting all hoochied to, to seduce in theory Reed Richards. Yeah. Um there's there's two frames in the middle of the page. And one she's like talking and walking and then there's one that's a close up of her and she's like got her shoulders up. She looks insane. <laughs> she, she looks like she's looks got like, the jazz hands up. Like, and she looks hey, like I don't know, she looks hideous. It's just awful. Yeah. And then if you flip a couple more pages, the girl that Thing is getting all up with, she's she's drawn nicely. She looks nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the next page, uh, after that girl and Thing's doing is like throw the fucking fantastic car around. You turn the next page and you see uh, there's a middle picture of Sue, and Sue looks real wonky in that one too. She looks like a man. I don't know. It's so fucked. Up. <laughs> and then you turn the page again, and there's this top frame of this of the old flame i don't know what her name is actually yeah and she's got her like tongue kind of like she looks gross in that looked like, around every and... single time this comic tried to portray these women as appealing i don't know if they he was trying to draw them as average women or what but I, yeah i i found them all repulsive so it was that was a little weird for me when i was like i, I feel it was he was trying to capture like real moments in time. He wasn't just trying to draw, like, model-looking women posing yeah, and things like that. Yeah, but the problem with that is like, it's like when you take a picture of someone while they're, like, 
in the middle of talking and then all of a sudden like their nostrils are flaring and they're like, you know, their upper lip looks weird and they look like a goddamn mute. Yeah, and their eyes are closed like, and they're just kind of like It's just yeah. it, it just doesn't work. I don't know. That was my major problem with the art. Other than that, the art was fine. The story itself to me, uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. I don't think it was a great comic on its own. It intrigued me, but it only intrigued me in the pat in the last like maybe five or six pages tops. Yeah. And somehow I felt like the comic was lacking. The front half of the comic is almost totally meaningless. You know, it's just like this weird. I don't know. I don't even know what they're talking about. Most it was just was this weird backstory letting you know that Reed and Sue were kind of on the rocks and. Yeah. And then at the end, they're like, oh, yeah, we built a dimensional portal to another world. So when the Earth dies, we can go here. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. You're just like, why aren't we talking about this? Like, And then so I just felt it was kind of a cock tease of an issue. I don't know. It's just kind of like I'd rather be talking about what what Reed's doing. So I'm going to buy the next issue because I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. But I would say almost you could almost skip this issue because all you need to know is fucking like old flame sue not happy weird science project and i'm sure they'll explain the science project next so. yeah yeah i felt like uh, what he was trying to do was he was trying to get at like the core of the characters he was trying to show like i know i know what's going on with these guys like reed's trying really hard but he kind of fucks it up going like traveling around in zany time trains or whatever the yeah. hell's going on and then like yeah, that was yeah ben's uh, kind of showing off and like Sue's doing her thing, and I don't, I don't know. He was he was just trying to he was trying a little too hard. Almost, like. Yeah, I think there was too much stuff. Almost yeah. like like the beginning of this comic isn't even necessary. Like the whole time traveling, like you're like he's Reed fucking Richards. Like he's not gonna go wonky, cattywampus through time and like I don't know wreck shit. He's the smartest man in the world. Like, yeah, he doesn't just like he's like let's go on a family vacation through time. And you're like whoa. Well, then I, I don't know. I I I, I kind of liked it because it was just like it was him trying really hard, but he obviously yeah. wasn't thinking about anything. And in trying hard, he was just like I could totally do this. Let's fucking do it. That'd be awesome. And then they jump out of the train. And they're like getting chased by Indians. Stuff. Like I could, I could see that, but it was just. All right, all right, all right. I'm calling it right here. Hit or miss, Eric. What do you say? Damn it! Pick one. You can't. I'm totally intrigued, like you said at the very end. And, I mean, yes, but you have to judge this comic as this comic. As I feel. This comic. I. That's what I'm doing. I I want to say it's right a now, miss I, as as kind of a new audience to the Fantastic Four. I want to say it was a it was kind of a miss because I expected more too. from them. You know. Yes. I'm saying a miss also. This comic was not really a comic. It was like I mean it's part one of four and it's not even necessary. Yeah. So Yeah. Okay. X Factor number twenty eight came out this week. And in case you haven't been picking it up, like maybe maybe you've been going through Messiah Complex and you think, Oh, that's a pretty decent book or you haven't thought about ever picking it up. This is the X Men book to pick up. Really? I guarantee you. It is a phenomenal book. Totally not. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, if you were going to be picking up an X Men book, and granted, you you don't need to be picking up an X Men because (laughs) X Men's all under any circumstances. Yeah, yeah. I just this book is phenomenal because it's kind of like obviously the X Men family is kind of deranged in its own right, but this is like the side of the family that you don't necessarily talk about quite as much. 
Um, they're like the, the the really sort of deranged family in, in, in like a lot of sort of ways. And they have a lot of the family dynamics that go into it. And some of it almost gets soap opera-esque. Like Siren turns out in this issue, you find out that she's the one that's pregnant with Jamie Madrox's baby. And you, you think that that's kind of like a, I don't know, cheap way to go. But I think, I, I have faith that that's, it's going to lead to some interesting sort of stories. Some of the characters in the book don't even have any powers. Like Richter, who's one of the <laughs> interesting characters in there, he's a depowered mutant, and he has, like, nothing going for him. And yet, it's still really interesting to see some of his, his interactions. Like, in this issue, he runs into a girl that he thinks is Layla Miller, who, from the whole Messiah Complex craziness, was left inside of an alternate future. And, uh, and so he's chasing her down and finds out that she's actually, like, a little hooker. Like a twelve-year-old fucking hooker, which is really disturbing, and um, Good God. and so he gets into this whole thing, and like, you know, he's just like, "Look, you need to fucking like straighten up," and and then her pimps come out of nowhere, and he like gets into a whole thing with oh them. God. I don't know this this whole issue was like there was there was fighting, there was violence, but it in no way like defined what was going on in the issue. A lot of this was just you know like a lot of interesting sort of character. Moments. I think Peter Sounds. David is a really solid writer, and his whole run on X Factor, which I've been following, is just phenomenal work. And it's it's got like of it's it's obviously got a quirky sort of quality, like Peter David tends to write, but it's also you know part detective work, part superhero action. You know, he throws in some political stuff sometimes, but it's never you know overly or heavy handed or anything like right. that. And it's just a lot of like interesting character interaction. Hmm. I might check it out. And it's overall just it's yeah, it's a, it's a really solid book. It's you know, go pick up the first trade to kind of see if that's for you. Um but I think honestly it's it's one of the better books that's being written out there at Marvel period, but it's definitely the best X-Men book that I can see. Cool. But um I picked up Punisher War General 16, which I've been picking up for a while. And first off, um, this is the first I've noticed it on any of the... I, think, I don't think any of the other comics did it this week, but in the top left corner of Punisher War Journal, there's a little logo that says Secret Invasion. Who do you trust? 04-2008. So, yeah, I noticed that on like the Wolverine one. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just or, or on a something. couple, uh, yeah. but um, but yeah, that, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, they're gearing up for this. They, I mean, like besides like over New Avengers, they've got the the Secret Invasion, the Infiltration. Yeah, yeah, they got that big thing running across the top. But this is the first one I've seen in like yeah. the little underneath the you know Marvel dot com sort of thing. But anyway, this was my favorite comic book this week. I liked a lot of the comic books that came out this week. This was my favorite. It's a one-shot, um, and the Punisher is only in this comic for, I think, one page. And on that one page, he's only in – no, he's in two pages. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, he's just in two pages of the whole comic. And the comic is called uh, Survivors, the Survivor's Guild. And it's a group of people. It's like a support group for people who have been fucked up by the Punisher. Like, what? <laughs> like it's like Narcotics Anonymous for people who have just been destroyed by him. Like there's there's just like all sorts of havoc. That's like there's people with broken 
faces and are they like hands. villains that got fucked up by him or just like normal they're like, joes they're like yeah they're villains they're 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 none of them are like really rec- readily recognizable the the main guy we follow through the whole thing is the gibbon who i've heard of before he's like a monkey guy yeah yeah i guess the i guess the punisher lit him on fire <laughs> <laughs> And burned off all his monkey, you know, hair. So he's depressed about it. <laughs> and there's a great, there's some great stuff in this. Like it's fraction still. So I mean, it's just hilarious at times. Like mm-hmm. there's a guy talking at the. He says, "Okay, at, at the at the at the meeting in the beginning," and he's like, "I mean, look, okay, I know we've been all hurt by him, maimed, paralyzed, or lobotomized, or whatever the hell he did to Bruce." <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Bruce in the background and it just goes Burk <laughs> like, makes like this ridiculous sound and you're just like Oh, I don't even know what he did to you. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, but the, the, the comic follows Gibbon. Gibbon um Gibbon is actually even having like kind of an identity crisis over not being monkeyish. And he lives with this girl who who Punisher blinded. <laughs> she she has some sort of uh she has some sort of psychic link with reptiles or something. Anyway, they have like a dysfunctional relationship. Anyway, uh the 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 issue uh, is kind of about him and him trying to get over like this whole self-image thing and he he even goes as far as and buy he buys this gun. Um and he's going to shoot the Punisher and you're like, "Really? You should shoot the <laughs> That's definitely um, not going to happen. And so he 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 finally gets up the nerve to go, to go. Uh, he, he's having trouble with his his girlfriend, um, and so he he goes down to this corner, and he sees this pimp like beating on his one of his girls, and he decides you can, you can kind of see it in the. He decides he's going to do something about it, so he's he's ready to walk up and, but he he hesitates, and then you know just coincidentally the Punisher fucking like bonsai's in, murders the pimp. And then, like, stares at him, you know, and he's just like, he's like, go home right now. Don't forget, you know, don't forget your shit. And and the Gibbon, you, like, he has this moment, and then he just gives Punisher his pistol, his revolver that he was going to, you know. He's just like, I don't want it anymore, man. It's yours. The Punisher is great. He just sniffs it. He's like, I said, go home. Be good. <laughs> like, <laughs> <just> like... <laughs> But uh, I don't know. It's it's an oddly touching comic, kind of. You know, you, you end up really feeling for this guy. Like, he's got this kind of fucked up life now, and his whole identity's messed up. And he he ends up covering all the all the mirrors in the house because he he doesn't you know he doesn't like what he sees in them, and he bandages himself up because so, he doesn't like who he looks like anymore. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 oddly touching. Um, at the same time being funny and badass. So if if you're, I don't know. I just I I want to say everyone should pick up this comic just because it's a one and done, and you don't you literally don't need to know a single thing about the characters. So mm-hmm. it's just well, it's, it's just a good comic. Huh. I so. I think I have to go back and buy this fraction book because you've been talking about Punisher War Journal for so long. It sounds <laughs> it's, really it's good. So good. It started in Civil War. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that that was its own whole thing. That's why. That's why I think I never picked it up in the beginning because I was like, "Oh, I'm not buying another tie-in. Fuck you guys." <laughs> yeah, but it's been going now longer than a year. I mean, and 
and a couple of the beginning arcs were just like classic Punisher. You know, he's like killing Nazis and stuff, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But it's only getting better, especially these last, this last, the arc before this with the uh, Craven's son or whatever, and uh, and then this comic have been all gold and all really funny and and just cool. Like, I mean, and it does have deep, deep moments at times. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I highly recommend it. It's it's one of my favorite comics, and it's really I'm sure it's flying under the radar. Yeah. Um. Because Punisher books always do. Yeah. But. Oh, I. Yeah, you just ahead. reminded me, by the way, of something that I wanted to tell you about. Apparently, the order is getting canceled after issue ten. Oh. Bummer. Speaking of books that flew under the radar. Oh. I liked so, it. Yeah, I know. It was it was a really good book. It just. I'm just chaining a uh, death of books. Like I go from fucking Ant Man, irredeemable Ant Man to order, and I guess I'm the kiss of death on some of these. Way to go, Nick! Way to ruin comics for everyone. <laughs> All right, next cool series you tell me about, I will not buy it. Yeah, you, be- you better not like it. <laughs> All right, next one up is New Avengers number thirty-eight, which is titled The Breakup, for obvious no. reasons. All right, I got to hear what you have to say about this, because you've been, like, hinting. If you haven't said I couldn't have hated it more. It was so annoying. I don't know. I, I don't know. It just, I couldn't have agreed with Luke Cage more on the whole subject of the mm-hmm. thing, because she was a total skank-ass <laughs> ho-bitch, and, like, he was completely right <laughs> And she was even bitchy about it. Like, she betrayed him and then was all in his face about it. She didn't say sorry or any of that, you know. I mean, I'm sure she said sorry at some point. But uh, but it was just, I mean, honestly, the writing is good. The writing, like, I mean, it is like a breakup from what I, I mean, honestly, I haven't had that many breakups. Yeah. From what I've heard of them and know of them myself, you know, it does sound like both sides feel totally vindicated in their in you know in their belief and and the other one is completely wrong and maybe maybe I'm just on Luke's side because I'm a dude or I don't know but to me he seemed completely right but what did you think I I honestly I found myself siding more with Jessica on this one when I was but reading it I was just like he was just like fuck you what are you even thinking he's like dude we have a fucking kid and you're traipsing around and like. Doctor Strange's like creepy little lair and like like she, they just she in the annual they had like their though. entire fucking base just completely demolished by all these B list villains. But she could have just gone to Canada or gone to her mother. She didn't have to go to Tony fucking Stark, who Luke Cage thinks is a scrawl. Like yeah, but she, she's just yeah. like, well, I I don't think she's a scrawl, and it's the safest place that I can think of to go. Skank ass. And she's like, I'm being on the on the run from the law when I've got a kid. Like that's just not cool. That's well, like that's like something you do when you're single and you're like. You know, idealistic, and you're running around. You could like, I, I could do anything, I get, but then you have a fucking kid. Like that's the, you don't you don't do that shit anymore. But you don't go to a man's enemy. Like you are his you are his woman, and you need to respect that shit. Like yeah, you can't just be. They're fighting. I don't know. I I also I don't think I've been completely sold on like the the why Luke Cage is necessarily doing it. Whatever, whatever. You know, I, I mean, the comic itself is fine and good, and 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 I think, and I think, well, I think one of the things about it is something that you mentioned when you're talking about Fantastic Four, which is that 
it's it's kind of more of a book that you get more out of like if you're immersed into it like if you if you have more behind it like if you were reading alias totally. and like the pulse and you've been following like their relationship this entire time then true true or at the very least buying uh new avengers but even then i i mean it, even if you've just been buying new avengers this whole time there hasn't been enough like Jessica Jones, Luke yeah. Cage interaction yeah. to really like feel like you got the, the full payoff. Of this yeah, I agree. And just yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I can Whatever. I can see that as being a problem for other people. Like I I got it. I I've been following since Alias, and, which is an awesome series, by the way. Whatever. I didn't. I don't know. I, <laughs> this comic is. I mean, where did you not like it because always. it was an entire issue of just them arguing the whole time? Yeah, I mean, this. I mean. It's 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 odd because it, I can see that it's well written and it is like I mean it's, it's it's a lot of things comics usually aren't you know it's realistic about these people's relationship and mm. and that's great to see but I still didn't like enjoy reading it you know and again the Avengers let Luke leave at least they had a reason this time but... yep that was what I was gonna say was the thing that really annoyed me in this was again Miss like, Marvel just comes oh out and she must be a fucking scroll or something scroll yeah yeah. I, I am damn skippy. If she's not a scroll, I'm just going to be upset. Yeah, because there's no reason why she should just be like, you guys got to go, please. I mean, I go three times at least. Yeah. And they're videotaping it, too. So it's not like, like, what the hell is she even thinking? Like, she was just watching them on videotape. Like, the rationale was like, the rationale was like, oh, he might flip over. But you're like, do you need more superheroes, dummy? Like, he's not going to flip over and be happy about it. Just capture his ass and lock him up. And where where is he sound like he's gonna flip like in any of his conversation? Like you're just looking at him. We're just like, just... don't fucking touch my baby. I'll kill you all. You're all sellouts. Come yeah, out. you're all sellouts. Sellouts assemble. I like that. <laughs> yes. See, I like Luke. I just I I can't help but like the guy in this comic. And I also I I really like the whole thing with the apartment. <laughs> it was just so. Oh, yeah. It was just so sad, like depressing. Where it's just like the Avengers are are like fucking staking out this apartment, like they they're squatting, <laughs> like they're fucking squatter. Uh, yeah, and I, 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 after reading Eric, uh, this is a little info for the for those listening. Um, Eric was kind enough to buy me the first trade paperback of Immortal Iron Fist. Oh yeah, and I have found that I I I love Danny Rand much more, and you know it's it. He's such a cool character, and they keep—I feel how they keep his character a lot in these in this comic. Uh huh. Um, you know, he's kind of like that kind of devil may care sort of like, just like you know, kind of joking around, but not quite. You know, not nearly as like corny, jokey as Spidey, but still funny. Kind of, you know, I don't know. Yeah, he's kind of like the supposed to be like what Bruce Wayne is. Only that's how he. Is. Yeah, you know, like he, he's he's like the billionaire playboy, but that's he he's the billionaire playboy. Yeah, exactly. Next up is uh, something that was almost our hit or miss, but at the last minute we just decided to go with Fantastic Four. I picked up X Force issue number one. Now, okay, this is a kind of a spinoff, I guess, from from the whole Messiah complex thing. Am I right on that, Eric? Yeah, that was the whole thing. Is like Cyclops was just like Wolverine. You need to assemble the. Force. Yes. And it's all the pointy people. It's yes, all the pointy people. Very good. It's Wolver the the team is Wolverine, 
X-23, Wolfsbane, and the Indian. Um, what's his name? Fuck. The Indian. Oh, come on. He's the Indian. Indian. Like, yeah, it's a warpath or whatever he's calling himself. Yeah. So, uh, I the comic is interesting. First of all, the art is cool. It's very dark, very appropriate, very realistic looking. I dug it. But through the whole thing, um, Wolverine was real kind of gun shy about bringing these people into this, in, remaking the X Force team to go kill some purifier guys. Like he was real. Gu- he's like, oh, I don't want to. You know, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then, uh, and Cyclops is insistent. He's like, I've already asked these guys. And Wolverine gets upset at him and like sucker punches him. And and it's like a whole thing. And then I was like. I don't know. Like, didn't he already make this team before in Masai Complex? Why would he have a problem going to murder Purify? That part didn't yeah. make sense. It just struck me as like a setup that was like, they're like, you know what? I've seen this in the movie where the guy doesn't want to do it and he's a badass and he doesn't want to involve any other people because they'll be corrupted. And you're like, let's yeah. write that. And you're just like, well, but he already did. Like, Yeah. And he's Wolverine. And he's Wolverine. But uh, but I don't know. The comic itself was kind of cool. I I really like X twenty three. She might be one of my favorite, you know, non mainstay characters. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I just think she's cool. And and they they brought a bunch of people into this and a lot of history and stuff. So it's interesting. I, I'll probably keep buying it for at least a little bit just to see where it goes. Um, one thing I did like was the cover. Um, so I walk into my store and I'm picking up my comics and I'm like, I'm forgetting one. I'm like X Force. I didn't pick up X Force, and so I I would go to grab it and then right next to it is another stack of it. And I'm like, wow, they got a lot of these. But then um, I look at it closely and there's like a little tag underneath it and there's like it, there's one arrow pointing towards this one. It says like regular cover and then there's another one that's pointing towards this one that says blood cover and I'm like blood cover. <laughs> And so I grab them both, and, like, sure enough, the one is totally, like, clean. Like, yeah, they're all looking like badasses. It's the exact same picture. But then the other one, they're just, like, add blood. Lots of blood. Everywhere blood. Put blood on their claws, blood on their face, blood on their head. Just, like, everywhere. Blood everywhere. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, how can I not grab the blood coffee? <laughs> so I don't see any reason why you wouldn't buy it. I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, see, this is what I don't understand, because this comic has a lot of blood in the comic. Um, and I quickly flip through the other one, and the other one has blood in the comic too. So I'm like, how would you be reading this and be like, no, my children can't handle? I mean, I think it's just a ruse. <laughs> <laughs> the blood cover isn't for me, sir. Oh no. So I like my covers clean, like I like my women. Women. But yeah, I don't know. Is it was an okay comic? It was. It was a little steep on the like, we're badasses. Look how badass we are. Don't you want to be a badass? We're, I don't want to hang out with those other badasses. They'll be not badass enough. You're just like, all right, I got it. Like, you're all you're the badasses bad of the bad. Right on. <laughs> Go do something. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, was- I was I was really worried about this one because all I could think of was just like '90s, like let's amp it up, more blood, more blood. <laughs> you're like, oh, it's not. We're that- extreme, <laughs> extreme X Men to the max. It's not that bad, you know. It it, it yeah. keeps it. It checks itself before it wrecks itself. Um, it keeps it in our control. Like at no point are you like, oh, seriously. But um, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll keep buying it. It's just a cool comic. Well, Wonder Woman seventeen came out 
also. Did it. And this was the whole arc, if you might remember, where uh, I was talking about how Gail Simone's on this arc, and so kind of got high hopes for it. Somebody to, like, a really solid writer to get her on track, because it's Wonder Woman. Yeah, I gotta ask you, have you ever, in, you've been buying these Wonder Woman comics for a while, have you ever enjoyed one? Well, this is the thing, is I really liked, like, Greg Rucka's run on Wonder Woman, way back before Infinite Crisis, and it was, uh... It was, it, he did some awesome work, and I, I really like that, and it made me want to like Wonder Woman more, and that's where this whole like Wonder Woman obsession kind of comes from. But uh, this book, I mean, I don't want to say it was bad, but it was just, it didn't feel like it gave me enough. Like, I, there wasn't enough Wonder Woman for one. Like, I, I felt like she was in it, but she wasn't the focus of it. The focus of it was this whole other story that was going on, and she was just kind of there to to right the the wrongs of the past or whatever. She she felt like more of an object, or you know, like she she wasn't necessarily like a an important character to the comic as as she should have been. You know, obviously she should be. But then, like yeah. some of the actions in the book and some of the things that happened were so disjointed in some ways. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just there's a whole thing where she has a showdown with this whole, the, the circle, which is the elite guards of her mother who fell into disfavor when they tried to kill Wonder Woman, Diana, when, uh, uh-huh. when she was born because they thought they was going to ruin the island and that like one woman having a child and a woman or, you know, island full of women would have thrown it into like discord and all the other women would have been I jealous see. and it would have been awful, whatever. And so they tried to kill her to set things right and ended up getting thrown in jail. And so what happens is she goes back to, and just at the same time, the circle is, is let loose. So they have a whole showdown with her and I don't know, she kind of just goes like fucking crazy all of a sudden and, and like, you know, she's trying to get her mom back who's like on the brink of death and I don't really know exactly what the circle has to do with their mom because it seems like they're trying to kill her, but they're supposed to protect her, and they still believe that. And Duh, this it's confusing. this whole thing. I'm not even reading it. It's confusing. It's it, it got into this whole thing, and it felt like there were a lot of things that were hinted at, but there wasn't enough solid sort of story to go off. It just kind of jumped from here to there. And like, even at the very end, like the leader of this circle faces down with Wonder Woman, and there's this whole thing where she's kind of like, about to forgive her she like turns to her and she says like you could have been mine and then like wonder woman's just like what what the hell does she even mean by that and then all of a sudden she jumps off a cliff and just disappears you're like what (laughs) the fuck is that what (laughs) and then she just it was just like that that was even hinted at in any way as far as i could tell in the book and that, that could have led to something really interesting and that's got some possibilities but it isn't enough like it's just, it wasn't enough book for me. That's 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 the moral of the story. I'm telling you, you just gotta drop it, man. It's it's never gonna. I don't feel it's ever gonna write itself. But I think, I, I mean, Gail Simone is a solid writer, and I think she could get it right. But it's just. Oh well, well, two med books. So I'm just gonna, we're just gonna dive into one that we both read and we've both been loving since the very beginning. I think we both picked up Booster Gold. Issue zero. Issue zero, yes. Zero which hour. Just, which just kept going. I mean, it, it, issue zero d- usually means, you know, before the series started. Not not in Booster Gold. Not when there's crisis in time and shit. 
Yeah. Because they're like, no, we don't care about. We don't need no stinking issue numbers. Like, why? What does that even matter? Fuck it. Let's the, just go. Yes. The next issue should be issue infinity. Yeah. <laughs> or negative twelve or something. Wait, you're trying to collect these? Oh, tough shit, huh? <laughs> Sucks to be you. Figure this out. Deal with that, retailers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we can say enough good things about this comic. It yeah. This this one honestly wasn't as satisfying as some of the other issues, but it was still really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I felt like this was kind of a Another sort of transitional issue where they're just like, okay, they were at this point. Yeah. We kind of have to get them out of that point now. So let's, let's do this. And it was, I mean, it was fun. I'm not going to say oh, that yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, you know, it had, it, it had the best panel of the week, which, which will, will be put be up. on the website? Oh, it will indeed. Well, that's, that's my favorite panel of the week. No, let's I see what I, Nick I pulls out of his ass. But I don't know, it had goofy parts and fun parts, and then also had very, like, serious, kind of, like, booster kind of coming into terms with certain things, and that was cool, too. And yeah. the end was ridiculous, you know, the end got, like, a billion Omax or something, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll see. You know, it's a, it's it's just such a fun comic. It is. So. All right. Going into the next issue, because we got, we got issues up the wazoo. Um, we got issues, son. We need a therapist. We got so many issues. Crack your mind, grapes open. Um, <laughs> no, the Nova Annual came out this week, and first off, kudos for the cover, which is phenomenal. It just says the man called Nova, featuring the human rocket's power-packed origin, fabulous <laughs> first annual, and it's just got like all these action shots of like him getting hit with some kind of like laser beam and. You know, him kicking a fucking Phalanx dude in the face. and uh, it, It's it's a phenomenal cover. Well done. But uh, this was an interesting annual because um, it was talking about how this was supposed to touch on Nova's origin, which it did to some extent. But then at the same time, it, it had this interesting sort of two-storyline thing going on where it's got uh, Richard Ryder... As a kid, like when he first gets picked to be a Nova Corps member. And then it flashes forward to what I assume is supposed to be the end of his life. Where he's supposed to have this final showdown with the Phalanx. And then you start to realize that things are like a little bit screwy. When he's like jumping around in time. And like, he's going back with the whole Nova Corps which he's brought back. Specifically to try to get rid of the Phalanx. In the universe and... And so they go to the final stronghold. This was going to be like the last, like ultimate battle between, you know, the Nova Corps and the Phalanx. And it turns out that the Phalanx took over Earth, and so he has to like defeat all of the Earth Phalanx people. And then it goes back in time again, where it's you know Richard Ryder and he's first becoming Nova, and then he busts into the middle of New York and he has to start fighting some dudes, and it turns out that that's the Phalanx as well. And you're like. Well, that's kind of weird. I'm pretty sure that's not how that went down. And it goes in this whole thing where it's kind of going back and forth. And um, you know something's a little bit screwy with all of it, but you're not really sure. And it turns out it's really just the techno-organic virus that's trying to grab hold of him again. And it's just kind of messing with his memories in these sorts of ways. But it turns out to be a really cool sort of delving into what Nova is as a character and what the Nova Corps is and 
just kind of I don't know. It's it, it it also had a really awesome moment where uh Richard Ryder it basically shows him as just being kind of a wussy kid and he, you know, he becomes a superhero and he turns to the guy who who changed him and he was like, "Why did you pick me? I'm just like an average ordinary dude." And he was just like, "Yeah, you are ordinary and you're you know, loyal, you're trustworthy, you're plain spoken, you're you know, everything that an average human would be. And that's what like the Nova Corps is, is they pick typical people because, you know, they aren't arrogant. They don't, they're like not self-important. They understand like, they have a responsibility and a duty and like, they're just good, solid people. And so like, those are the kinds of people that should be heroes. And it's like, yeah, that's like an <laughs> awesome idea. You know? Like this, I don't know. It was just, it was really well spoken. Where you're just like, man, that's that's really cool. Just the idea that, like, yeah, Nova is just this dude, and that's what makes him awesome. Is he's just a normal guy. Cool. It's an interesting annual, and it sets it up for the rest of the series, where he's trying to get rid of this techno organic virus. And I don't know. It's it's it, the whole Nova series is is another one of those underrated sort of things, and I. I feel like it isn't necessarily as accessible to people because it's the whole sci-fi thing. Um, yeah, that's something yes. that you have to it be able to. Not, accept. I agree. It's a, it's that whole sci-fi, spacey style of comic that even scares off diehards. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, I'm not a sci-fi person either, like in any sort of way. I really dig it, and I think it's it's just it's well written. Uh, it's interesting story. And, you know, it's it's got, you know, it's it's got an awesome character to follow as well. Like Nova is a a surprisingly good, you know, solo book person. Nova Annual, go and pick it up if you want. I mean, it's it's a, it's a good introduction to the characters. Alrighty, um, I picked up The Walking Dead issue forty six this week. This is a comic I've recently got into. Um, honestly. Uh, just straight away, I don't feel it comes out quickly enough. Uh, in the back of this issue, they said they had a little hang up, I guess. So hopefully they're com- they're starting they're going to pump them out a little bit quicker. But it's such like a kind of like each issue doesn't cover that much time. Like in this issue, it might be like a whole afternoon has passed. So to have an afternoon pass and then wait have to wait like two full hour or two full months to get the next part of that afternoon, it, it loses a lot of momentum. I feel in issue format but mm-hmm. i still buy it because i love the i love the the story and i want to support it it is it's an image comic so i don't know it's this issue was a, a big one i'm not going to really go into too much details if you're if you are following the series this is an issue you definitely need to grab a lot of stuff happens a lot of stuff and and it does it does have the classic Another thing this comic does great is it, it does end on a lot of cliffhangers, and, and this one does too. So, um, And another thing I'd like to talk about real quick is a lot of comics have um, letters in the back, but mm-hmm. um, Walking Dead is the only one that has like pages and pages. There's three, uh, one, two, three, four full pages of letters. So there's lots of extra stuff there for fans, and if you want to write in, I, I mean, it seems like you have a decent chance of getting on there if you ever want to see your your name on in a comic. And and they are they are usually intelligent questions and very cool, and he answers them pretty funnily. Uh, funnily is that a word? Funnily, it is now. Funnily, in the manner of a funnel cake. 
delicious. But yeah, it's a good, it's a great comic. Um, I wouldn't say jump on here because you won't understand what the hell is going on. But go get the trades. It's it's a zombie comic. If you like zombies, like everyone else does, go just go start buying the trades. They're just they're too friggin' cool. So. They're like crack. Straight up, just like crack. If you're not doing crack, you should start doing some crack. Yeah, all the cool superheroes are doing it. Oh, so good. I, I I never feel I can talk about Walking Dead though. I can never I can never talk about like what's going on, and it's just it's, it's just, just like with fables. Good. Like yeah. it, it's it's such a long and involved storyline, and everything just builds exactly. off of everything. And you know, like if you haven't been following it, I can't tell you anything about it. Yeah, there's, like there's no. There's no point to jump in ever. You just, just you go from issue one, and that's it. All right, last issue of the week uh, before we get into our regular segments. Uh, we got to talk about Amazing Spider-Man. Five fifty. Oh, I always thought you know, like every time it hits an, an issue like this, like you'd think they do something really big for it, but five fifty, same regular old issue. They did something at five hundred. At five hundred, it was a great issue. So. But that's kind of a big deal. How can you not do yeah. 500? It's probably a good idea that they decided not to do anything with this one. Yeah. Like, it, it was just... They've already started the whole brand new day thing after the one more day. And it's just like, you know what? we got to cut it out, guys. we got to just put out some solid. Exactly. I love the editor's <laughs> note right in the beginning of this comic. Yeah. Like, this is Blue Shield, <laughs> and this is who he is. And if you know who he is, you're probably old. He's <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> oh, comic book. <laughs> All right, so, like, in the very beginning of this book, Spider-Man just gets fucked up. <laughs> like, what was up See, with that? Like, this Blue Shield dude just punches him in the gut, like, full on I, in the first but fucking But he dodges him right away, right? Like, I think, I think Spider-Man dodges him, and then he's like, this guy's a punk. And, and he's talking to, you know, Jackpot, who, we like we've said, has the booty. So he's a little distracted. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy just sucker punches him, and he's just like, ugh, jerk. <laughs> he just fucking nails him. It's ridiculous. He did, he and then these right two, over. like, loser... Yeah, but then these loser, like, superheroes end up catching him. No. And, like, they almost unmask no. him. See, they almost unmasked him, but he was joking around still. At any moment, he was going to bust out and, you know, elbow her. and ki- He didn't need that little distraction, but it was just, like, a nice bonus. <laughs> you know, all right, no, yes, no, 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 no. Yes, Look, yes, yes. you unmask somebody, it happens in no. a second. Like, I don't understand no. why it's always this gradual Spider-Man's, unmasking. Uh, like, you grab someone's mask, it's he's off. He's holding on to like, it with his sticky skin, and he's like, fuck, this is hard to get off. <laughs> Good thing I'm blue shield. And Spider-Man's just like, I'm going to kick you in your face. Just three, two, one, kicked. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then this, like, whatever, menace goblin dude, like, <laughs> Just nails him. Up. Where? What the hell happened to his Spidey sense? Like, where the hell did it go? Well, it was going off like crazy, but he's like, I'm hanging onto a fucking gray goblin guy in the middle of the like sky. Like, <laughs> thanks, Spider Sense. Like, <laughs> of course, this is dangerous, <laughs> Dick. I don't and know. Got, and then he got electrocuted. And I don't buy that whole like <laughs> lethal dose electrocution thing. Spider Man could take way more than that. Yeah, yeah, obviously. So. But. Yeah, and then he just like gets torn up, and uh, I don't know. It was, it was kind of absurd at that point. No, no, no. It's all he was all just holding back the whole time. He was goofing off, and like it. I don't know. It was. I mean, it was still fun. I, I, I definitely feel like now after the second issue, 
I can say that this was this is definitely not as strong as the first arc was. Like I, I liked uh, slots yeah. Spider-Man a lot more. Yeah, I, I did too. But I, I'm liking this. This is still one of my top comics. You know, this is this is easily like number three or four in my big ass stack this week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I have no I have no more fun than when I'm reading Amazing Spider-Man. Like. You can you you get jokes in it. You get some action in it. You get you know, you get Spider Man almost unmasked, and you know you know it's not going to happen. But if you get into it, and you you know, I just I just love hanging out with Spider Man every week. Yeah. You know, it's just a blast. It's, it is really cool that it's just a continuous story. Yes, I'm willing to I'm willing to give a little more leeway just for the fact that every week I can get another fix. Every week I get to spend twenty minutes being hanging out with Spider Man. And I, I love Marvel for Indeed. that. So let's wrap this bitch up. All right. Rock your, rock, rock your random pick, sir. My random pick. This week, I uh, I picked up Wasteland by Oni Press. This is issue number 14, which is kind of a strange place to jump on. But I just I just kind of looked at it and I was like, huh, I'll, I'll, I'll dig I've it. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. It looks cool. I've flipped through it. It looks cool. I don't know why I'm not grabbing it, but I don't think I've had the balls. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know. The problem with any kind of indie book is that you need to know what you're getting into before you can really do it. Because you just, you get burned far too easy. And so, a little bit of background. Well, first of all, just to plug the uh, the artist-writer team. um, Anthony Johnston and Joe Infernari. The whole premise behind this book, as far as I can tell, and uh, this is this is one of the things I really liked about this book, is I totally just jumped into it. I, it might have just been a good issue for it, because I get the feeling that this was kind of a one-shot in the middle of a whole series right now, because mm-hmm. there's like there's some kind of overarching story that's going on as well. But uh, like this ended up just being a, a good issue to jump on. So the whole thing is that apparently something happened. It was... It says uh, 100 years after the Big Wet. And so there's some kind of massive disaster. And so essentially all over America, they're just these like wastelands of awful, desolate awfulness. And so this is kind of one of those post-apocalyptic, like, how are the humans going to survive in this world sort of things. And so they've got these people called Rune Runners. And that's who the character you end up following in this is. Uh, and a ruin runner is a person that like goes around in the wastelands and tries to find things of value. And, like they sell little trinkets and shit, but I assume that they're like looking for some kind of answers or some deeper knowledge. And so this whole storyline is about this one particular ruin runner that you're following and how he comes into town and tries to sell off like a Bible. And they're like, Oh my God. The Bible, like, how do you find a Bible right now? Apparently, they're really rare. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, it's a long story. And then it goes into this whole flashback <laughs> where he... A long story about the Bible? About the Bible, that's right. Do tell. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, in the beginning, there was nothing. And then God created it. And then there was some light. Light. And it was pretty good. Um... Okay, so anyways, this this guy, he uh, ends up being found by some kind of hunting dude from this town that, that he's he's trying to sell the Bible in, apparently, and this priest. It sounds like a joke, 
but it goes from there. <laughs> so a priest and a Bible dude walk into a bar. <laughs> and this priest has seizures that he's like, he needs help with. And so eventually the dude, like the, the hunter guy, ends up hiring on this rune runner to, to help him out just because he doesn't know how he's going to get him all the way back. Like, you know, going through the wastelands, all kinds of crazy dangers. And then this guy's having seizures all over the place. Seems reasonable. Yeah, so they go off, they do their thing. Uh, Rune Runner ends up being a badass. And then the priest has a seizure, and the Rune Runner's trying to help him out, and somehow during this, this seizure, he has a vision where he sees the Rune Runner and he thinks that he's a demon of some sort. And so he becomes obsessed with trying to kill him. It turns into this whole thing where eventually everything just goes completely fucked up and awry, and he ends up shooting the other guy, the priest does. And then the uh, the rune runner ends up offing the priest, mm-hmm. and it's I don't know it's it's a it's an interesting story. It's really hardcore. It seems it yes. It seems like a cool setup for a world. Um, I'd be interested in seeing a little bit more about it. Uh, maybe going back and seeing how the how the series started off. One of the things that was was cool, but then at the same time, kind of a detriment to the story, is when they went into flashback mode. And I don't know if this is something that's normal for the, the book. Like, this is a gimmick that they use often. What they did was they decided to go do away with the, the regular comic panels. And so, like, each panel, like, has no distinctive border. And essentially, like, you know, it, it, it still reads like a regular comic book. And there's, like, you, you right. could almost draw the panels in. But, like, each, each one bleeds into the other one. It kind of becomes the border for it. And so it's kind of cool in like a dreamy sort of flashback way. But then at the same time, it's it's also kind of annoying at times because you're like, well, <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to be reading. I don't know. They, they, they try to make it pretty distinct and like obvious where you're supposed to be reading left or right, up to down. But it's just, it, it, it gets to be a little bit annoying at times. But I mean, it's, 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 it's still an interesting sort of gimmick or tool to use. I don't want to say it was yeah. it was necessarily bad. I mean, I'm, I kind of want to see it. Yeah, that's the thing is, I guess you have to. I, it would be worth flipping through and just seeing what it's like. And it's uh, it's all black and white. It's dark and sort of sketchy, and still, I mean, it's good art. And I, I want to say the the art's bad in any way, but it's just the the format of the story is, while it was inventive, was was also a little bit. You know, irregular, detracting from the story. Well, uh, last thing of the show, bullshit moment. Um, and the bullshit moment of this week is actually comes from a comic that came out last week, but I didn't get a chance to get it till this week. And that <laughs> is a comic that Eric warned me about called Clandestine. I knew nothing of Clandestine. Apparently, there's a huge history to it. Uh, I could only get halfway through this comic honestly before I just. I just gave up for the nonsense. But that's not what I'm going to call bullshit on. Um, I might have just not been in the right mood or whatever, but what is bullshit is this comic is clearly like its own universe or something. Like It takes place in England, and the, and the characters like know Spider-Man and stuff, but they don't, they don't hang out with it. You know, it's its whole separate thing. And the only thing they give you at the beginning of this comic to understand any of it is a family tree. <laughs> and it shows Adam Destiny, or De- I don't know how you say his name. There's no Y. It's N-Z-E. 
Just uh, and he he apparently has some mad sex with a Dijin because he has a buttload of kids. Like he has straight up like a dozen, and that's all. You just get to you just get to know that these dozen people are the direct descendant of this dude and a magic genie, <laughs> and that's it. And you're supposed to glean the rest from this like insane ass comic. It's one thing to to expect me to know certain things that like Spider Man has spider sense, but it's a quite another to know, expect me to know like all these crazy fuckers like. Unless you want just people who know your comic to pick it up, you have to explain it a little bit. Like, I'm totally willing to read a paragraph or three paragraphs in the beginning of every comic to get my shit together if I haven't been reading this stuff. But when you're just like, here, these guys are all related. Have fun. And then they just, like, you're like, are you immortal or what? Like, I I don't even understand. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm calling bullshit on it, and I'm not picking up issue two, and I'm not finishing this comic. I'm just... I can't say you didn't warn me, though, so... That's right, sir. And they accurately say on the front, beware the clandestine, so... (laughs) That's that's right there on the cover. (laughs) They warn you right there. Beware the clandestine! I'm just like, well... That's... that's, I I, I feel like I ended on a down note. It was just sad. But (laughs) that's the way it is sometimes. That's how it is every episode. (laughs) We always well, end on a bullshit. Sometimes, sometimes it's a joyous rage. I don't know. <laughs> Righteous fury. Anyway, so that's going to end our show for this week. As always, you can get the show and see the panels of the week, which we unfortunately cannot show you via podcast, but you go to irresponsiblypowerless.blogspot.com and you can see weekly... Our, you can download our show there. You can comment on our show. You can comment on panels of the week. You can see panels of the week. It's 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 fun for the whole family, really. Um, you can also email us direct, irresponsiblypowerless at gmail.com. Or you can check out our MySpace. Um, just search us, irresponsiblypowerless, on the MySpace searchy engine jobber. And we'll pop right up. So until next week, I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And together, we're irresponsibly powerless. Thanks a lot for listening. Oh, God. Way to go, Nick. Way to ruin comics for everyone. Checks itself before it wrecks itself.